Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 130, Hannibal's Dreams Come True, Frank's Do Not. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So this is covering... We have an email! Sorry. (laughs) This is covering chapters 9 to 12 of Son of Neptune in Frank's point of view. Joe, what did you think? Once again, we have some banger chapters to read yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> so, this book is already so much so better. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I said it's mad banging tune. <laughs> Sound like an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's from a Bridgerton interview. Yeah. It was Anthony. <laughs> yeah. No, this book is already so much better than The Lost Hero. Oh, my and, God. Like, in Hazel's point of view and then in this Frank's point of view, we get the same, like, you know, family background, personal background that we got from... Info jumping, um, but it's just... Yeah, but... Done better. It is and done better. And it's more interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, we get that from, you know, Piper and Leo. We don't get it from Jason, obviously, because he doesn't fucking know. No, we don't care. <laughs> but, yeah, this is just... Piper and Leo's backstories just aren't as fun and aren't mm-hmm. as cool... As Hazel and Frank. Hazel and Frank are just better. For starters, Hazel's is from a different time period. That's yeah. fucking sick. And Frank's is just, like, more mysterious than... Like, his powers are more mysterious in the, oh, vague, we're not going to tell you what they are because he just, doesn't know what yeah, they are. Yeah, we haven't found Whereas out Whereas Leo's was like, he knows what he is, he just can't tell anyone. See, and um, that was boring. What I find really fun also about Frank's is that, um, just like we did with Percy, we get to follow his journey along with him. Yeah. We're not waiting for him to reveal them to us like yeah. we were with, with Leo. And yeah, folks, I'm so excited for them to be as him to be as surprised as everybody yeah. else being like, wow, look what I can do. I think the other part that makes it better is that the people in Hazel and Frank's backstories are more active participants in the story mm-hmm. than anyone in Piper and Leo and Jason's. Like the only person who was actively participating in their stories were Hera mm-hmm. and Gaia. They were the only ones participating, whereas... Which they're participating in everyone's stories, so it's not interesting. Yeah. But then, whereas, like, Frank has his grandmother, who... His grandmother, darling. Yeah. <laughs> um, who, spoiler, we meet later. And, like, that's cool. That is and then cool. Hazel meets her dad, and she has her mom as well. And who, like, she has Leo's... You know, spoiler. <laughs> great-grandfather. Great-great-grandfather? Yeah. What's his last name said? It's Sammy. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. And Pluto's in it. That's fun. Yeah. It's just so much cooler because people actually, it's not just like, yeah, I don't know, it makes it feel It's not like a one-off thing like, where we were like, okay. Well, what I hated about Leah, about, um, sorry, Piper's dad being in it so much is I was like, he has oh, yeah, true, zero he effect in the plot though. Yeah. He's in it for the first book and that's it. And he's not in it for the rest yeah. of it. And as we said, it's too many storylines yeah. in one book and they don't write. Like, it probably could have worked if it was written better, but the yeah. problem was is that it was not written well, so it was too many things happening at once and we're, re- we're repeating ourselves and repeating ourselves. Literally. And stupid. And, I mean, you could say the same thing about Frank's grandmother, but she, like, she plays kind of the and same I will. <laughs> amount of a role as, like, plot-wise as Tristan McLean does, but then his grandmother knows when to fuck off. Yeah. Well, another thing is, though, is that 
Frank doesn't really acknowledge, like, she's in that one scene and Frank's like, we're just going to stop by for convenience because yeah. it's just we're getting supplies. Mm. And it's like, oh, my grandmother's house is closed. Yeah. All right, fine, we'll go there. And that's when she becomes a plot. He wasn't planning on going to get yeah. her. And so she wasn't a constant thing on his br- on his mind. He yeah. was like, I've moved on from that life. Whereas Piper's every second thought was, I have to go get my wimpy dad because he's stuck. <laughs> and, it's like- and then, like, in Hazel's case... Her backstory is so much more fun because it's such a prevalent part of her now, like, because those flashbacks are coming on her unwittingly and she's just literally being thrust back in time. Yeah. And it has to be, yeah. you have to give Marie, like, a little bit of something-something. You can't just let her be a nothing character because you have to see, that's part of Hazel's arc, that's part of her plot, like, you have yeah. to be able to, like, I like that that storyline is going on at the same time as this book, I think, and as part of this book, I think it's really... And also, in it's just better. Marie is originally affected by Gaia, and Gaia is the main villain in this whole thing. And so Hazel's backstory is super relevant because it's like, this didn't just start. This has been in the works for years and years and years. Like, all this century it's been in the works for. Okay, yeah, so just, yeah, in general, Hazel and Frank already better than all of, like, Leon Piper, all of their book. Yeah, all, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, that's okay. During that time. I also lost mine. Someone's smoke alarm was going off. That's fine. Really cool. time. Um, yeah, okay, great. Well, that's good little first thoughts for us. Um, before <laughs> we get into the rest, we do have an email, as you spiritedly yelled out. Yeah, can you tell that I'm not the one who organizes <laughs> these episodes? I'm just as surprised as you guys are. <laughs> so this one says, Hi, everyone. I love your podcast. I especially love your inside jokes, because even while I may not understand them, it makes it feel like I'm eavesdropping on someone else's on someone's conversations in a crowded bar, and I love it. Keep it up. Oh, also, I guess for email protocol purposes, I am an envy child of Athena, but also could be a child of Janus. Kiss, kiss, Anita. Thanks, Anita. What does envy mean? Non-binary. Oh, okay. You've asked that question before. Am I? Okay. Yeah. In one ear, out the other. Great. It just means non-binary. Okay. Cool. Well, cheers, Anita. Love yeah. that. Thanks very much. I Athena. like that you said that you could be a child of Janus. Nobody has said that before. It's funny that you read that as Janus too. My brain goes Janus. <laughs> it could be Janus. I read it as Janus. I've always read it as Janus. I read it as Janus. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Why? Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, huh? I'm not understanding the joke. <laughs> well, thank you, Anita. Uh, yeah. As somebody who listens to the episodes myself quite a few times, I listen to it obviously when we're doing it, and then mm-hmm. when we're when I'm editing it, we you don't do anything. Injection, <laughs> <laughs> and then when I'm editing it, but that's very like disjointed, and I don't get the whole the whole like vibe. I then listen <laughs> really, to it. Really, Kate just looks out for us, going, "Get, cut out!" <laughs> Pretty much, and then I listen to it like weeks later after it's not on the brain anymore because we've moved on when the episode finally comes out, and I listen to it in the car, and I it cracks me up the whole episode. <laughs> it always does. They're very funny. Yeah, but then I'm like, are we funny because like we I understand what's going on, or are we funny just in general? Like, does anybody <laughs> are we funny else because get it? you can remember my face when when I was talking? No, but sometimes even just like listening to it too, I'll just be in the car and I'll just feel myself like smiling, and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Was it me? I'm a narcissist. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror way too much. Narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of that Modern Family clip where um, 
Alex is helping Haley bring a mirror down to the basement because Haley's like, it'll make me feel like I have company. And Alex just turns to Claire and is like, you raised a parakeet for a daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I find it interesting. Do you ever practice your smiles before you meet them? No. No, that's just me. I'm sure other people do as well. Like, I wake up in the morning and I practice my work smile, or I practice my work voice, because I'm like, let's not have any arguments today. No, if I practice my work voice, I'd give myself PTSD. <laughs> well, not PTSD, but I definitely would, like, put myself in the work mindset before I need to be. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm just making sure I don't... Imagine if I walked around using my work voice around here. You would hate me. I would think, yeah, you would, because, you know, you'd be talking to me as if I was a child. Yeah, so you'd be like, why are you patronizing me? Yeah. I don't get this and I don't appreciate it. You would hate me. You'd be like, is that what we're really supposed to be doing right now? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you did do that, I would be pissed off. I'd be like, how dare you? I would just know I can do what I want. I would, never, I would never call you by your name. I would call you chicken the whole time. Chicken? Buddy. Chucky? Yeah. All variations of chicken. Chicken, chicky, chick, chucky, chook, chicken. Buddy. And then there's buddy, bud. Do delicious. Yeah. You can't say that. It's too long. <laughs> I do call some kids dude, but Little mostly dude. it's buddy or bud. Yeah. King. I call no, people call munchkins. Them. No, they get called chicken. No, I call people munchkins. Because I got into trouble for calling them little rat bags. You can't do that. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Anita, for your email. You very much appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we're going to jump into the entire entire book thing now. So, Joe, oh, the book thing now? The book thing, yes. Joe is going to do the recap for us. But can you hit us with your special song first? You only prompt me with it. Oh, okay, I like sorry. it when it's spontaneous. Never mind, I'll cut that bit out. Pretend I missed it. <laughs> Every time. No, it won't. That's a lie. Don't call, don't don't fact check me on that. Anywho, recap time. It's a recap time. <laughs> got, I got there eventually. Super slay. So, in these chapters, we're going to Frank's story. I have to get coffee. <laughs> when you call me, I'm sitting like this. Cradling your boobs. I'm actually holding my belly underneath. <laughs> the warmness from the boobs. <laughs> it's quite nice. Yeah. No, I do the blood pinch. Go ahead. Stop interrupting then! So, <laughs> starting Frank's chapters, Frank's perspective. All four chapters are in his. Wow, that was fun. <laughs> anyway, so we're getting a recap of how Frank, or Frank's version of the day. We go back and we start with Percy saving his life at the river from Frank's perspective. And then Frank going into an internal monologue of how he got to camp. Which we learn about his grandmother, his poor mother who died in the Canadian War or something like that. I don't know. We learn that he doesn't know who his uh, godly parent is, but he hopes it's Apollo. We learn that his life force is connected to a wooden stick, which is a bummer. <laughs> I said a wooden stick. All sticks are wooden. Wow, good job, Joe. A plank of wood. That's not true. You can have a stick of butter. True. <laughs> 
Okay, then. A wooden stick. I was right. Yeah. At least this, the wooden stick's more sturdy than a butter stick. Yes. Imagine that shit just melting in your pocket. <laughs> anyway, so we learn... We learn that Frank's heritage is very interesting. He is the prodigy son and is going to bring his family full circle, as was foretold by Hera when he was born. He was also uh, told that he would be the most powerful of his clan and that he would um, possess the powers of his ancestors and his new father. Um, which we don't know either of those. So it's all very vague and mystical. We had, it's uh, all very hush-hush. We find out that his grandmother is... Um, his um, grandmother. His darling. grandmother, darling, is a really hard woman to like because you're like, yeah, she's trying to be nice. Uh, sorry, rephrase that. Yeah, she's trying to be tough and cool and keep her family alive, but she's really being very... Emotionally abusive to Frank forever and always, and then only shows the slightest bit of emotion because her daughter died. She calls him a disgrace and all yada yada. I don't like Frank's grandmother. We like that little bit of, like, generational trauma. Yeah, no, I just, yeah. A lot of people were forgiving because they're like, yeah, it's all about, like, his grandmother's tough. She's hiding her emotions because she wants Frank to be strong. And I'm like, no, she's just being an asshole. <laughs> I very much felt like this was another instance where Rick was leaning too heavily into racial stereotypes. Yeah, I was like, you don't have to do that. No, stop that. Thank you. Don't appreciate. Grandmothers are supposed to be loving and beautiful. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it just, it always comes across as... It's your fault you were born, but it's mm-hmm. never your fault that you were born. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that she's basically being mean to Frank because he was born. Because he's a clumsy ox, and you're like, okay. Yeah. If he's a clumsy ox, don't bring out the good china, because you know it's going to break it. And be nice to him. Fucking hell, it's not his fault. Especially because he's just, like, such he's, a sweet boy. And he's trying his hardest. Yeah. He's the sweetest little boy, and he's trying yeah. his hardest. Anyway. Yeah. And then, so, his, we find out... Yes, that he's the prodigy son. His life is attached prodigal. to a prodigal son. Sorry, his life is attached to a stick. He has multiple generations of power passed down to him, and then on top of that, the new power from his father. We find out that his mum dies in a war, but as a hero. And as much as he's like, yeah, that's cool. She's the hero, but she's also dead now. So bummer. <laughs> anyway, and um. Frank is entrusted with his own life stick, and then he is sent off to Looper and the Wolves at the age of 16. He's been at camp two weeks? No, longer than that. How many months has he been at camp? Like two months or something. Two months. Yeah. So not very long. He hasn't been very long at camp. He hasn't found out who his dad is or what the special power is, so he's sort of just like, Grandma was gassing me up, right? <laughs> yeah, doesn't know what the special power is, but he was made to beg for forgiveness basically the minute he stepped on Roman soil. That's another thing. He's like, I'm used to it. I'm used to having to apologize for things that are out of my control. And then I don't know about. Yeah. Here's me apologizing for this thing that no one's explained to me. Yeah, and he's sorry just, about he's it. He's just like, I hope you don't kill me for something that I have nothing to do with. Yeah. yeah. But he probably did it with all that Canadian niceness. Oh, God, he's <laughs> like, Serena, I know we don't know each other that well. Sorry. Two minutes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about it. Okie dokie. Sorry to hear about that. Oh, God. I fucking love Frank. That's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't think Canadians talk like that. Uh, okay. <laughs> See, but then when I try to replicate... Oh, Canada! 
Canadian accent, it always turns into the guy who runs the sweat lodge. Not the sweat lodge. He runs like that little <laughs> yeah, the gift little shop thing, from the um, shop from from yeah. It always turns into <laughs> I know it's supposed to be like Swedish or like Norwegian. Yeah. Like just Wookie generally. Norwegian. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, I just, just like generally like Slavic is what they're supposed to be. And I'm just like <laughs> I don't think I'm Brooklyn you know, Nine Nine. Just that's what comes to my head when Jake's mocking the Canadians. A. <laughs> <laughs> eh? <laughs> it's like when people try to do Australian accents. A lot of the time, you get it wrong. Yeah. Anywho, moving on. So he is traveling to camp, and he's talking about how he never he never really fit in um, until he, uh, except for when he was around Hannibal the elephant because oh my God, he was. Hannibal. He part okay. This is cute though. Part of the reason he felt so comfortable with Hannibal was because he feels just like him, big and hulky, and can't quite fit in the space. And he I was, fucking loves war games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should have like, been his first clue. <laughs> I was like, but a general sweetheart, and you're like, he's like, that's like me. Yeah. He's like, ah. And he also felt the most comfortable with Hazel because Hazel put him at ease. He was like, we were just two weirdos hanging out, and I was like. That's Fucking cute! Look cute! Three of you include Nico, but three of <laughs> Just three of you guys! And your friend Steve! Do you do 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 Steve? And now that's Percy. <laughs> Nico's along there. Steve! Uh, <laughs> fucking love that song. I just love how Frank's like, you know, getting fully like into every like war game and being like, yes, I'm so pumped up. And that doesn't like take anything over in his brain. He's like, I wonder why that, why, you know, he's such a high. Like, <laughs> fighting. <laughs> Strategizing. I why my blood is like calling to danger. <laughs> calling to danger and calling to commanding troops. What's yeah. happening? What could that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> Unless if they're like, only a war game's like a monthly thing because then he was he would have only done like one or two so maybe he's, he's, there's not they enough s- of a pattern they yet said they have a know. rotation yeah he, no no he said let's go have our 13th loss in a row my 13th loss in a row oh true so he's had 13 of them so they play more than one a week yeah oh they must play one like every day if they play other games as well they wouldn't play one every day if he's been there two months and there's only been 13 <laughs> no but I'm saying like, if there was a War Games once a week, that'd be just over two months. Mm-hmm. But then, if he's saying they play other games as well, then they have to play other games within that same week oh, of one lot okay, of War right. Games. So they must play something different, like, almost every day. Right. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant they're, like, they play War Games every day. I was, <laughs> he's like, been there 13 days. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm sure there is more than 13 days in two months. <laughs> There's going to be, at, like, at least one more. <laughs> I <an> even number. <laughs> Anywho, where was I going? I thought that joke isn't funny because some months have uneven amounts of days. There's still more than 13 of them though. (laughs) Anywho, so he's at camp for a while. He's like, cheers, Percy, for saving my life. And then we get back into present time. Frank's done his recap with us, which again was more interesting than the first book, yeah. Lost Hero. Than the entire first book. And the entire, just his recap was more interesting yeah. than the whole first book. Anywho. Yeah. Um, and then we get into the He's war He's got games. the blood. He does got the blood. And who points it out? 
The ghost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost that Hazel was like, fuck off. Ghost, you find Frank. I fucking love that too. And Frank's there like, oh, I know who sent you. <laughs> fuck off. Well, he's also like, fucking hell, you're here again. And he's like, you're not doing it right. Frank's like, I'm trying. <laughs> I never do anything right, grandma. <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> he gets to that point where he's like, I fucking can't stop Frank. talk about the Gorgon's blood, which why does, why does Frank want it? To try and fucking fix his curse. Oh, that's right. He thinks he's cursed. Because of the family history. Again, so probably... And the fucking stick. Oh, true. <laughs> family history still. <laughs> that's not family history. That's just his history. Yeah, he's like... Harry which I love that when Hera showed up to like... You know, when he was born to like give him this whole life prophecy, whatever. Mm. It's really giving, um, when the fairy shows up in Ella Enchanted and they're like, oh, she gives the worst. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hera shows up and she's like, his life is tied to that burning stick. <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty much. I, was, I also, it's I was, giving Maleficent if she was like drunk. <laughs> It's also giving, like, it's just the first thing that she saw. And she was like, hmm. His life is tied to mortal danger, mortal danger, scanning, scanning, scanning. What's the thing she fucking improvised it to? She was like, you know, we don't actually have to do anything to him. You know, fuck it, I'm going to curse him. (laughs) He needs to be able to repay a debt later. (laughs) We'll be like, you know what? This is the way to make him need me. <laughs> well, what I also think is dumb. She's also narcissistic. What I also think is dumb is that Frank, even without, like, Frank didn't need the curse because they were like, he'll be the most powerful demigod. Incorrect. Percy is still <laughs> ten times more powerful than Frank is. Yeah. Like, take away Frank's curse and, like, he doesn't, like, his, not, his life is not connected to yeah. his stick. He's just a regular person. Well, well, like he has <laughs> my regular. Sorry, he like okay. He just has a normal no curse. Oh, he's he's non cursed and he's still got all his powers and whatever. Percy is still more powerful than him. Yeah. Hera Obviously. really did not see it coming that somebody would. But Percy's older than him. Yeah, <laughs> Hera's fucking stupid because <laughs> she was like, he's too powerful. We need to cap that. <laughs> so it was like, why? And Percy's like, no, we don't. <laughs> I'm gonna uncap it. <laughs> He's supposed to be this all super powerful. It's just like three. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't have three boobs. That's how I, <laughs> I don't have three boobs. Yet. Only two. One, two. Yet. <laughs> That's the third one. Instead of taking away, they get to add one. They get to put it right in the middle. <laughs> it's like a third eye. Spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> they get a halfsies and then conjoin. Oh god. Then you're bad. Hey, I feel like three boobs would be better than one uniboob. <laughs> this is great. I feel like a shelf would be fine. I don't want a third boob. Anywho, he's got the Gorgon's blood. He's got the Gorgon's blood because... (laughs) Wow, I didn't know that was the reason. (laughs) He's got the Gorgon's... I'm sorry. 
He's got the Gorgon's blood because he think it will save him from his curse that a goddess, you know, put on him the day he was born. Yeah. And it's also like, Frank, how much has it really affected you? You're just overanalyzing. Just chill. <laughs> like, it's only the only the only time it's a problem is if you set yourself on fire. <laughs> Other than that, you'll be fine. Just... Or if you set it on fire. No, I feel like if he sets himself on fire, he'd be okay. Yeah. He could actually he could let Groundhog Day do anything to himself. Yeah. As long as the stick doesn't fucking burn. That's what see, that would be my train of thought. I'd be like, if I put the stick in a safe spot. Or like say he when he gives it Okay, I'm giving stuff away in the future. <laughs> Fuck it. When he gives it to Hazel <laughs> When he gives it to Hazel to save keeping in the next book. <laughs> Or at the very end of this one. I thought it was this book. Anyway, when he gives it to Hazel for safekeepings, I would literally be like, well, I can do whatever I want now. Because I would have thought that he would think that now anyway. Like, especially playing a game like the War Games, he could be like, fucking use me, mate. Like, <laughs> I can do it. I'm a brick. Throw, I'm the cannonball. Throw me at the wall. Yeah, literally would have been like, they're not throwing, no fire involved in this War Games? Great. I'm in. What are we doing? There's a water cannon up there anyway. So, like, you know. If he is on fire. <laughs> I was going to say, the only time that he legitimately needed to be scared was when, you know, Leo contain, um, spontaneously combusts. And then you'd be like, I'm... But when do they meet Joe? Spoiling. <laughs> what? Oh my god. It's almost it's... like there's five books and they're going to set this up. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're playing the war games. They get to the war games. They get to the war games and then all of a sudden Frank's got all the strategies to yeah. win. Well, yes. first of all, they get fucking put off to the side, the three of them. Oh, it's <laughs> nobody. They're like, so they're going to throw us out the wall. Yeah, you know so what's so what funny? Well, what's so funny is that the fifth court are always so upset. Court. Cohort. So the fifth cohort. I was like, is this the cut of something resin? <laughs> the fifth cohort is always so upset when they're like, never thought, they're like, they're like, as an afterthought and they're used as a dummy and they're always thrown in the problem and then yeah. here within the fifth co- cohort I did it again yeah here within the fifth cohort Dakota's like I don't fucking care go away <laughs> it was like you but it's just kind of like confusing because the point of the games is to use strategy and to use teamwork and that's what Harper what? That's what Hazel has been harping on about this whole time. She's like, oh my god, yeah, like the, they built the fucking thing today. Like they did a really good job. Like it's super sturdy. And then she talks about how, yeah, to, they could break down camp and yeah. build it elsewhere. She's like explaining like to Percy that like Rome are really good team building people and they're really good like at working as a team and they're really good at strategizing and all this, this, and the, this. Yeah, all and about then, the collective good. Yeah, the fact that like Dakota and uh, Gwen have just kind of like resigned themselves to not using their cohort's individual skills to their advantage because they're just already foreseeing a loss. And I'm like, that doesn't seem very Roman of you. No. The whole point of you Romans is to be resilient. Romans. Romans is to be resilient. (laughs) Sounds like a horrible history title card. Resilient Romans. (laughs) But yeah, so they kind of just like leave Percy and um, Rachel... Frank off to the side and then is like yeah do what you want like he like dakota makes a plan for the rest of the cohort but then it's just those three that he singles out where you have two children of big three there yeah frank (laughs) (laughs) and it's like why would you not use your assets also you literally saw percy show off his axe his accidental minimalist afterthought power yeah in the uh, that's just like a drop in the bucket that shit yeah he literally okay and what annoyed me about this is i was like percy try like try understanding your power 
just literally the most smidgen. <laughs> you can do it like point zero 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 one percent more. Yeah, it's like you had all that time after going to see Looper. Did you not experiment on the way to camp? Literally. With your own power. The fact that he's like, I don't know that I could reach the water cannons from here. I was like, yeah, you can. I'd be like, bitch, <laughs> you, you can though. I'd be like, bitch, you can control the ocean from here. I'm like, not anywhere near. Remember the Lighting Thief movie when you controlled every <laughs> water aqueduct in every apartment building radius? To defeat Luke on some flag shoes. Yeah. I was like, boy. Because obviously it's canon. But that shit annoyed the fuck out of me because I was like, Percy, you know that you can. You don't have to do the He could do it with the fucking flick of his wrist and he's like, nah, I gotta get closer. He wouldn't even have to flick his wrist. He could literally just like, he wouldn't even have to look at it. He would would literally be a millisecond of a thought Mm -hmm. and he would have the whole place blown up with water cannons. There is no way that Percy, blessed by Poseidon Jackson, cannot just like do this tiny little thing from that far away. There's no way! Especially when it's such a huge water source. His powers are unlimited. (laughs) He does not have a limit. The limit does not exist! No, but like the fact that he can feel that much water from how far away they are, yeah, like he can use it. He was like, "Whoa, that's a lot of pressure," and you're like, "Percy, are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like, I was like, "Feel the pressure, yeah." And you know what? You know what you could do with that? You could fucking drown everybody with that. Don't, don't. <laughs> but like, you could. Yeah, <laughs> that's the point. Be like, you could literally flood, explode, and expel all the water from the entire camp. And from the yeah. the cafe area. Yeah. What's it called? The streets? <laughs> New Rome. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> you know the cafe area called New Rome. The rest of the fucking city yeah. is not the walking. Not, not the actual houses or anything. Like, just the cafe. <laughs> That's all I focus on. Coffee. Give me that. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's nothing else. There's literally just the walking and the cafe. <laughs> Oh, it starts with a T. Tainless or something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever. All I thought of, literally, like, pictured in my mind of what it looked like, it was like, these big-ass borders. These big-ass... Terminus. That's Terminus. So Terminus, with all this security or whatever, just for a little cafe. <laughs> like, it, it, on the other we side. must project. <laughs> Actually, Cocoa Beans would have been like, I don't even know if they would have existed in Rome. Or Why if they would have... Beans matter? Not cocoa beans. Coffee, coffee beans. beans. I was probably like... What? But That's if they had existed coffee. in Rome at that time, they would have been like a fairly, you know, uppity-priced kind yeah, of... a high source of trade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, kind of deserved to have a wall around it. <laughs> there was a cafe also, giving out drinks. Also, giving coffee to ADHD people. <laughs> well, no, it either does one thing or the other. Like, as for a lot of people with ADHD, coffee calms them down. Well, then you don't want that in the war, do you? Well, that's very true. Like their hearts. <laughs> you want people who are calm going into war fucking sociopaths. There's <laughs> <laughs> so just Frank. You can have coffee. Nobody else. Frank, get on that level, will you? Actually, you might need to quell some of the stuff that he has. <laughs> but he wouldn't. He would have to have like you know. Are they progressive enough? Progressive give. Are they progressive enough to be giving him alternatives to? Full cream milk. Lactose intolerant. Are they giving him lactose intolerant, Frank? Are they giving him oat milk? This is the important question I need answered for this episode. Is the cafe supplying him with oat milk or almond milk? They have it all. They probably grow their own. (laughs) Grow their own milk. (laughs) Grow their own source of milks. 
and almonds and shit, and then they milk it themselves. Well, everybody, stop milking shit! We have enough! (laughs) (laughs) Or he's just there like, I've resigned myself to drinking coffee black. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) God, you guys don't know what coffee is until you come to Australia. (laughs) We are coffee anyway. We're still in the recap. I know, we're having fun though. (laughs) Yeah. Anywho, so they don't have coffee, but they do start the war games. <laughs> and Frank goes, hey, wow, Percy, you have water powers. And Percy's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, them. <laughs> I forgot about them along with all the other things I forgot. <laughs> well, no, okay, to be fair. But I remember Annabeth. I was going to say, to be fair, Percy's main fo- focus is that Nico's going to fucking talk to me. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to make him talk to me. <laughs> so funny is that Percy and Nico have switched roles from the Titans cast. <laughs> when Nico's that annoying little shit where he's like, oh my god, Percy, <laughs> and now in this book, Percy's like, I am gonna make you tell me everything, and Nico's there like, fuck off, who invited him? <laughs> Nico's like, I'm trying to do my job, <laughs> I am the ambassador for Pluto, for him, the one and only, the just like completely like wronged someone <laughs> you know that feeling that passes over you when you're like oh yeah i murdered someone he loves <laughs> when i look at you i just feel this like intense you know like guilt <laughs> it's gonna come from somewhere <laughs> shall just be a stranger surely damn i mean sorry <laughs> oh god <laughs> you mentioned that it's <laughs> nico i not- killed her didn't i <laughs> nico's not participating in the war yeah. it's just like them bronculus <laughs> that's what i love it's not real binoculars. It's the ones that old ladies use when they go and watch musicals. Oh, they're the ones on the stick. <laughs> yeah. The little monocles. Binoculars. Yeah. The little, like, spectacles. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what he has. <laughs> and but they're black. <laughs> he's sipping a drink that's got a sombrero on it. Or, or like, you know, the little umbrellas. Yeah. And the fruit. A sombrero. <laughs> Sorry, not a sombrero. The little umbrellas. No, but the thing is, I One of those really high, like lifeguard tower chairs. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I imagine people like going at the height so I can see yeah. everything. Hmm. Yeah. God, he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, like Raina isn't participating either because like they She's need a the referee. They need a ref. <laughs> Otherwise, they literally would kill each other. Like somebody tries to. <laughs> yeah, let's slay. Yeah, because after Percy slays, I literally. am doing it. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you keep interrupting because I'm. You're like, stop it. <laughs> because I know that my recap's going to take 30 seconds. Whereas when I ask you to do it, I know that as you're telling your story, you're remembering what happened next. 
any. So then sometimes we hear for like 15 minutes of just you talking and I'm like, what's the joint? Okay. So they're on the field. Hazel reveals, sorry, I mean, Frank reveals Hazel's powers, which is that she can um, tunnel underground and she can find her way underground. And Percy's like, wow, that's interesting. I'm going to pocket that information for later. <laughs> anyway, and then they get up to the wall and they blow up the joint, all thanks to Percy. Thank you. Love you, boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after that, the trio are like, yeah, we're going to take down everyone. And they do. And they win the flag. And they come back. And then Gwen dies. And everybody's like, wow, she died. Why? Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but did she die? Stabbed in the back. And Frank's immediate accusatory glare turns to the one and only Octavian, which, you know, is valid because he's a wanker. And he's the only one without his, like, pillum thingy. Yeah, so it, it is valid. Without his spear. He's like, where could it have come from? Oh, you're missing one. Why is <laughs> nobody else... <laughs> Why is nobody else seeing this? Yeah. And he's looking stupidly innocent, like, forced... No, no, not innocent. He's looking, like, curious and intrigued rather than concerned. Framed, yeah, framed concern. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And mild curiosity, like, oh, she's not dead. Interesting. Anyway. Or more like a, hmm, was it successful? How is everybody else reacting? Yeah. So, which, why would you kill Gwen? What the fuck did she ever do to you? Anywho. Probably just to. She comes, she technically does die, and then she I comes I answer back- to your question. Oh, sorry. It was rhetorical. Yeah, but I was going to answer it anyway. Oh, it's okay. What was your answer? I was going to say, probably to, like, further the belief in everybody that the fifth is cursed. Oh, okay. Look what happened to your leader during the war games. She died. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, or maybe we will warn them off Percy. I don't know. Like, he's just more bad luck. Anywho. Well, that too. Um, yes, yeah, sorry. And then she's technically dead, and then she comes back, and everybody's like, what the fuck? You were dead! And she was like, well, there was this guy, and a door, and there were a boat, and a river, and I didn't want to pay, and I just left. <laughs> and they were like, you're not supposed to do that. asking for money and I didn't have any. They're so like, you know, I walk away from the homeless man. And, <laughs> and then everybody went back like, to the land of the living. Everybody was like, you're not supposed to do that. And Nico was like, oh, that's no good. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I owe care on money. <laughs> and, yeah, and then she's, you know, alive. And that's when everybody's like, wow, what happened? And Nico's like, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> And then, ba ba da ba, Mars shows up, which is Aries Roman form. Ba 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 ba. Sorry, I had to finish your yeah. <laughs> And everybody is we like, zoo. everybody's <laughs> like, wow, two gods in one day? This is fucked. I've never seen a real god yeah. ever, and I've been here for 16 years. Yeah. And Percy's like, yeah, they're here for me because I'm fucking. <laughs> then he's like, I fucking know you, you little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And I just love everyone's reaction being like, wow, bow to the god. And Percy's like, fuck off. Fuck this god. Anybody else. <laughs> He's literally like, where's Hermes? I like him. <laughs> I mean, Mercury. <laughs> Sorry, Mercury. He does say you're Aries. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, honestly. <laughs> Mars is like, insolent little snip. I must have fought you before. You've got guts. <laughs> yeah. Percy's and Percy's like, like, yeah, I fucking beat you. <laughs> He's like, Luther. <laughs> <laughs> when he finally like kneeled, he must have must have been like, yeah. I'm honestly, I forgot that he actually did kneel. I thought it was, yeah. I thought that he just like kept standing and was like, nah, I'm not going to fuck. You. I wonder if he did one of the, one of the ones where you go and scratch your head with your finger <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck you, <laughs> you scratch your head. <laughs> no, just to, like make it, like everything like pile on, you know, Mars. You know, how, like like Frank's 
main weapon is a bow and Mars yeah. would be like offended by that yeah <laughs> if Percy just did like the bow and arrow give me the finger <laughs> yeah oh fuck that'd be funny anyway it'd be hilarious so what's Aaron's, even more funny is sorry, that I mean Mars what's even more funny is that Mars is the father of like cupids and they all use bows <laughs> <laughs> for real it's hilarious anyway so Mars then is like, yo, Frank, I'm claiming you. And he is like, wow, you're two months too late. Also, really? Come on. Him? <laughs> him? No, seriously, him. <laughs> anyway, and so Frank's like, oh, this fucking sucks. Oh, you're embarrassing me. Go <laughs> He's like, no, you're like, I got a present, but stop. Like, you're gassing me up too much. I don't like it. Too much attention. Ah! <laughs> That's right. After a whole lifetime, it was grandma telling him he ain't shit. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> then Mars is here like, he's shit. Yeah. <laughs> the shit, in fact. Yeah. Uh, respect on his name. Everyone's like, Frank. <laughs> Such a... <laughs> oh. Frank. They really cursed you with that name. Frank. <laughs> Man, your parents didn't even give you a chance, did they? <laughs> Literally. It's as bad as... Brian. <laughs> For real. Oh, maybe Anywho. his name is Brian. <laughs> Hazel and Brian. <laughs> Anywho. God, this is bad as Jerry. <laughs> That's a funny name. <laughs> this is almost as bad as Joe. Hey! <laughs> I know! I'm Joe. <laughs> He gives him a stick and is like, this is cool. Have this. Off you go on a quest. Yeah. So uh, Mars calls the quest and goes, my son will lead it. And then goes, this fucktard's got to come on too. He points at Percy. <laughs> disrespecting me. And Percy curtsies for him and goes, you're fucking welcome, dickwad. I'm going to save y'all. Bitch. And the whole camp is like, yeah, he can go because we don't want the Greek kid. <laughs> yeah, he's cursed. That's, That's another thing. That's another thing. They're all like, wow, I wonder what's wrong with it. Like, I wonder what, like, why the ghosts are calling him Gracious. And yeah. I wonder why he's got a formal Greek sword. What does it mean? And you're like, what the fuck do you think it means, stupids? And he yeah. only knows them in their Greek words. Yeah. In their Greek names. And they're like, wow. He's weird. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm funny because he calls everything by its Greek name, but he knows Latin. Like, yeah, he did like almost a year of Latin with Mr. Brunner in Latin King first, and then Annabeth would have continued that. No, but just on top of that, he's like he was better at Latin when he started at Camp Half Blood, yeah. which is like not the way it's supposed to be for kids at Camp Half Blood, which I'll go into later. But mm. it, it's just funny because <laughs> he's like, no, no, I'm gonna call it by its Greek, Greek name. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm going to stir some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> this is for you, Kevapa! <laughs> Whoever you are! <laughs> Where, whatever those are! <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> anyway, and um, after that, Frank dies of embarrassment, and Hades leaves Hades? <laughs> Mars! It's Hades in this Mars. <laughs> up on Nico, making sure he's not spilling shit to Percy. Mars leaves in a huff. 
Yeah. And then Frank dies of embarrassment. He and does, he away. does, yeah. And everybody hails Frank, the son of Mars, and he's like, fuck's sake. He's like, ah, <laughs> terrible. I just wanted a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole section. That's all four chapters. Yeah. And wow. they were so fun to read. Yeah, they were. They were great. So fun to read. Amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing. So before I get into all of like the informational stuff that I have for you, I do want to point out some of my favorite moments okay, right, from hey. this section. Because you were so, refusing to bow. That was one of my Well, my favorite was just there was one little bit when, so when they've started the war games and mm-hmm. Percy and them are like climbing up the, on the ladder, they're climbing up the, um, the wall mm-hmm. and all of the rest of the fifth are just like watching them and like oh fuck we're actually like winning we're actually doing something yeah. and they like start to charge the wall and Hannibal is with them and he gives a trumpet of happiness <laughs> I was like yes it was my baby <laughs> he loves the game so much honestly just to be like no he'll be sad if we leave him out Hannibal <laughs> <laughs> being like I want to stop stuff yeah and then I love the description of Percy like fighting or starting to fight in the uh-huh. And I just had a note that I need to read this entire yes, description out do. loud. So let me it. find uh, the page. Yes. First of all. Because it gives you chills. It's so good. It is really good. It is iconic, actually. Okay, so. And it, it can't says, not be because he's fantastic. We yeah. love him so much. So it's the start of chapter 7. and No. 11. 12. 12. They're in Roman numerals, I can guys. fucking read. <laughs> it's the start of chapter 12. And... Frank says, after that, the battle was mayhem. Frank, Percy, and Hazel waded through the enemy, plowing down anyone who stood in their way. The first and second cohorts, Pride of Camp Jupiter, a well-oiled, highly disciplined war machine, fell apart under the assault and the sheer novelty of being on the losing side. Part of their problem was Percy. He fought like a demon, whirling through the defenders' ranks in a completely unorthodox style, rolling under their feet, slashing with his sword instead of stabbing like a Roman would. His sword. Instead of stabbing like a Roman would, whacking the campers with the flat of his blade and generally causing mass panic. Octavian screamed in a shrill voice, maybe ordering the first cohort to stand their ground, maybe trying to sing soprano, but Percy put a stop to it. He somersaulted over a line of shields and slammed the butt of his sword into Octavian's helmet. The centurion collapsed like a sock puppet. (laughs) Sly! Yeah. Can you imagine seeing that in, like, in action? Yeah. Like, Percy's there fighting his own fights, and then all of a sudden he's, like, finished with his last competitor and he's like knocked him out and they're gone and then all of a sudden he's like that's fucking annoying and he's just like a flawlessly parkour hardcores it over these guys and is like shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> and, then and then keeps going without a second thought he's down and he's literally. like he's not dead moving on but like the fact that he's like slapping people with the flat of his blade instead of like stabbing or like trying to hurt them yeah i love that he's thing. like purposefully not injuring people but like taking them out you know mm-hmm. i i like it a lot and that that in and of itself is so powerful because he's there, like yeah, he's like, I know my strength. Well, he's literally there. Like, he's like bitch slapping people. He was, he was, but like literally, he was like, if I just turn my blade a little bit, I would cut your head off. But I'm deciding to use the flat because I'm not a murderer. 
to people. Because I'd rather see your nose just become, like, flat. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally was like, he, like he's, a, he's like, I know this is a game. We're not trying to hurt people, hurt people. I can kill you. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, and then my other favorite part was at the end when Octavian is demanding that this prophecy be, like, written down for um, the quest and that there has to be a prophecy, blah, 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 blah. And Mars asks if anybody has a pen. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody has one, but I just... Percy has one. Yeah, but Percy's not about like, to share. No, Percy's like, I'm getting my fucking pen. But he also doesn't realise that it can be a pen pen True. at this point. But I just love that of all the people in the crowd who could give him a pen, Percy would never. He would know. <laughs> Even if he knew that it could be, he was like, you're not getting this pen. <laughs> <laughs> you can struggle. Percy can struggle straight for you, buddy. One of my favourite bits is literally the whole camp is in rapture by Mars talking these talking his talk talking his talk talk and literally one of my favorite mysteries was my son he will lead the quest this fucking little shit's also going because he has to because i was told (laughs) i fucking hate him (laughs) i hope he dies in the land of that god no but i fully believe that um mars was like i don't want to have anything to do with percy but he mars literally said zeus has given jupiter has given me permission (laughs) to come to the camp and talk to you guys and claim my son in person which also meant he was given instructions and his instructions were to get this prophecy going percy must be on the quest and so he's there like trying to gas up frank but he's like include fucking percy (laughs) so he's there he's like my son this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else in your tube. And he's like, and somebody, I don't know. Like, I don't I fucking care who else. Like, I just make sure that that shit dies in that fucking <laughs> country. But I just love that he literally was like, my son's leading it. He's leading it. He's gonna. He has to lead Look it. Look how, how well he did leading this other little thing that you just did. Yeah. Look how good he is. Be like, don't let Percy still pass my life. You guys don't know anything about his leading abilities, but you can trust Frank because he's my son. And his name is Frank. <laughs> that in itself should make you trust him. And then once again, when we get to the prophecy though, immediately Percy is pulling the weight. Because he's like, all right, I'll get us on this boat. Well, spoiler, they get on a boat. <laughs> so, because he's the only one who knows how to use it. Because there's no Neptrup kids. <laughs> None of them are never literally got it. It's more fun. Neptrup is boring. Funny, Neptrup. I don't think we've told this story. Oh, yeah. When Kate was a kid, it was the only planet I couldn't get right, okay? I could get Uranus, but I couldn't get Neptune. Well, shove it up, Uranus. <laughs> No, it was really, it's really cute. Mum has a video of Kate doing all the months in the year and all the planets in our solar system. And when she gets to Neptune, she goes, Neptroop. And it's adorable. Yeah. There was another one that Kate, was like, what are you? Oh, Junuli. Yeah, I was going to say, the months of the year. Junuli is one month. Junuli? <laughs> one really fucking long month. It's a really long month. <laughs> fucking Junuli! We're about to enter into Junuli. It's fucking cold! <laughs> Can we have this bitch? Do you know why? I think I go faster. That's really thinks I could live in Canada. Oh my god. It's like constant June alive. Terrible. <laughs> but you just said you would prefer to live in Canada than Greece. Yeah. Because I really feel like I would struggle <laughs> with the language. I would uh, see, and here's the terrible thing I would be known as the chicken girl. She can't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking stupid. <laughs> And stop. Be like, she's terrible. I was gonna say, 
she can't understand you and she won't learn the language. She refuses. <laughs> she refuses to. But she's it's just your problem now. <laughs> but she'll smile at you and walk away. <laughs> she'll go, okay. <laughs> she'll keep going. <laughs> There'll be conspiracy theories about you that you can't understand what they're saying. But you just refuse to acknowledge it. But you just look at their face and you hear their tone and you go, man, I like me. <laughs> you feel like they have a problem. Yeah. I wonder what it is. <laughs> okay, so do you have any favorite moments from this that you want to like point out before I move into all of my information? Because I've got quite a bit. My son, Percy. And so my son, Frank, this fucking shit. That's one of my favorite bits. What else was it? Was there another one? Apple. Apple. No, that was about it. I mean, I said my piece about how I don't like Frank's grandmother. Everybody else was like, Frank's grandmother's a badass. And I was like, yeah, yeah a bitch. <laughs> She's a wanker. Oh, the only other thing I wanted to point out is that when they're down in the tunnels, Frank is like, I had a suspicion that Hazel couldn't just, like, find the tunnels. She can, like, manipulate them around her. So she's literally, like, digging a tunnel dig all a the tunnel, way. Dig, 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 tunnel. <laughs> Hazel, is, Hazel is a cat. She is a cat. Confirmed. I love it. And she's just digging a tunnel all the way to the wall. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to pop up <laughs> like a meerkat. And they're just... going to look <laughs> like a fucking meerkat. Like, is it safe? you going to check this clear. <laughs> literally. And they're like, he will do. <laughs> Don't go get back in the tunnel. <laughs> Near spot. Yeah. And that's pretty much. Scurry. Scurry. Zip. Scurry. Fuck me. It's a great movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We love the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I wanted to elaborate on the comment that I made before about Percy understanding Latin. Okay. Okay. Uh, when so. you said get into it later, I thought you meant later episodes. No, no, I meant like later today. Like, <laughs> get episode. into it. Preach. So, I think that I've talked about this before, but I want to talk about it again, okay, because I don't think that Frank counts, right? So, when we get to Heroes of Olympus here, mm. we get or are introduced to two kids of Zeus, one from Greece, one from Rome. Right. Two kids of Hades, one from Greece, one from Rome. We only get one kid from Poseidon. Mm-hmm. But I think, or uh, I would like to believe, <laughs> that Percy has both Greek and Roman in him. And that Sally was actually a legacy of Rome that never made it to camp because she was legacy didn't need to. Is this a theory that's already made? Yeah. Okay. And it's pretty like, I would like to say it's widely accepted because I would love that. But like, you know, things that like prove it to me but are the fact that who? I'm getting it. So, okay. So, okay. Well, things that prove it, I think to me are just purely the fact that like, <laughs> and Greek. Right. That is the main factor. Right? <laughs> like, that is the tipping point. Got it. Yeah. Based all your sources on but that. But just also, like, the fact that Poseidon and Neptune, there's basically no difference. Jupiter and Zeus, there is a difference between the two. Mild, mild difference, but there is a difference. Hey, Pluto and Hades, there's a big difference between the two. Yes. One's death, one's riches. Like, that's pretty much all, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole thing. But so, there is, like, a theory online that Sally is a legacy of Venus. Okay. Yeah. Because she obviously can, she has clear sight, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
And well, who's Venus? Aphrodite. Oh. Yeah. And so she has clear sight, obviously, but she's also described to have multicolor eyes. And the only other person that we know to have multicolor eyes is Piper, mm-hmm. and they are a godly tribute, not a, you know, genealogical from Tristan tribute. They're, a, they're yeah. an Aphrodite tribute. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that Sally has a very persuasive voice. She persuaded Gabe to let them go to Montauk in um, The Lightning Thief, and there is no way that a known abuser would let the person leave like that. It's yeah. just not a thing. Um, so, yeah, she persuaded him. So she's got a little bit of, like, that charm speaky, you know. Yeah. And even though her sight starts to fade over the course of the books, and it's not as strong as it was before, it still is, like, I think convincing enough that either her parents were demigods or a direct, like, their parent was a demigod. So I reckon she's either one or two generations removed. I think she'll be two generations To be a legacy, removed. right? And the reason that I think... She was also, that, in Poseidon's words, described as the most beautiful woman he'd ever met. Exactly. Yeah. And who is the most beautiful god? Aphrodite. Nobody's stupid. It's Aphrodite, okay? Mm-hmm. It's Venus. Right? Right, 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 right. Call Venus! Yeah. And so I think that her parents never... I think if they were first generation removed, they never made it to camp. And so therefore she never knew about it or never made it to camp as well to Camp Rome. There is no way that she would have ever gone to Camp Jupiter because they don't accept legacies because they don't believe anyone survives that long. Mm -hmm. Hiya, editing Kate here. I meant that uh, she would never have gone to Camp Half-Blood because they don't accept legacies. And I also said Camp Rome before and I meant Camp Jupiter. Stupid. Anyways, back to the episode. So it's just like the only option is really to be from Camp Jupiter. So that's the Roman part of Percy comes from Sally's line, not Poseidon. Or not, you know, that that it just it's, it's nice little nice little joining together. I like it a lot. Um Yeah, and so that's why like Percy's described as having like the looks of a Roman god. The Sally in him. Yeah. And she's described as having been looked like very European and I think it's there's like a whole there's a big long history of gods having children with legacies themselves it's really gross <laughs> but like yeah you know having yeah you know having this children is with my great great grandchild yes have, well not theirs but like having children with this is my brother's great great grandchild yeah basically gross yeah yeah hmm. or like you know the mortal's grandparent was a great-grandchild of a god. So, like, quite a few generations removed, but still, Mm. yes, you know. But they're gods, and they don't forget, so... Yeah, but, like, some that are, like, notable would be, like, Hercules is one who was a legacy of um, Zeus and then became a son of Zeus anyway. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Gross! (laughs) Are you for real? Yeah. Ew! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he was like man my daughter popped out some good kids man my daughter's daughter popped out some good kids yeah man my daughter's daughter's daughter popped out some good kids anyway so i think that sally had to be one generation removed so her parents were like she was the granddaughter of a demigod because her parents died in a car crash Hmm. not a car crash an airplane crash that was very, <laughs> very sudden, mm. right? And not, I mean, all airplane crashes are sudden. In like a way, oh, where they're, 
in like a way where there was like not really it was open-ended yeah and in a way that was like kind of vague and kind of like mystical you know as almost as if something attacked the plane why would something attack the plane though because the parents or one of the parents would have been the son or daughter of a of a um aphrodite child or a venus child i should say sure but why would that make them a target do you think because they still have some little bit of power. Because legacies can have power. Hence Octavian. Yeah. And so, like, even though it would be lesser power, you know, could still maybe get a monster or two around. Oh, I thought you meant Zeus smited yeah. them out of the sky. And then, like, Sally has some pretty, like, mad skills. Because I feel like she would have pretty easily evaded any monsters over time. Because, one, she's the granddaughter of a demigod. Yeah. So there's not very many monsters that would come after her anyway. And monsters that they don't come after, um, like, Aphrodite or Venus kids as much as they come after any other kind of demigod. Which mm. makes no sense because she's the fucking oldest one. Yeah. But, like, they don't come after her kids as much. And, in turn, her great-grandkids as much. But in saying that, Sally has clear sight and really good fucking skills as demonstrated in the last olympian when she and paul get woken up and she immediately finds a shotgun and kills a bunch of monsters and percy's like where did you learn to do that and she's like oh i just learned two minutes ago I don't <laughs> she's like totally her i don't believe her at all i think she knew and she's had to fight a monster before i think absolutely well yeah. i also think it's sort of just like in her case, it would have been, like, she has the sight. She can see all the monsters, and she just knows that they sort of... It's sort of just, like, if you don't annoy it, it won't annoy me. Yeah. If you leave it alone, it'll leave you alone. And only yeah. every now and then they were like, I'm looking for a fight. And she was like, fuck off! Yeah. I will kill you! So then, on top of that, right, Percy becomes, like, the de facto leader of camp for a lot of his time there, despite having multiple... Sectors, sectors of kids at camp who actually don't like him, mm. like Clarice and all of the Ares cabin. <laughs> and you can say that that stems from his, his fight with Ares, or you can say that it stems from the fact that he became like a fairly prolific military leader, okay? <laughs> in his own right. And I think it's because he's got that inherent like militariness in him because he just that he is a descendant of Venus, and Venus herself is very warlike. Because she is the war goddess of love. Okay. And then on top of that, he's got a very becoming demeanor. Yeah. So his demeanor is very... Yeah. What's it called? Um, it draws people in. Yeah. It's... And then, it's on top of that... hypnotic. And then on top of that... Hence why everyone's in love with him. Who, in the original series, told Percy that they were going to pay close attention to his love life. Oh my god, Annabeth. <laughs> and why would Aphrodite do that? Because he's her ancestor. No, she's his ancestor. Percy's <laughs> <laughs> like, the god in this situation. He you is, know? yes. But sorry, it's he. He's a legacy, okay? Okay. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> you said I believe it. Was, I'm gonna fight you on it. No, I believe great. it. It's enough. It's enough yeah. that I'm like slay. All right, get it. Yeah. It yeah. also would make sense as to why. Aphrodite would have a particular amount of control over him. Yeah. Because he's she's like, he's my kin, I'm gonna play. <laughs> and you're like, Aphrodite, fucking cut it out. Yeah. Let him have a life. And she's like, oh, but he needs this little bit of character, emotional romance. Character building. He needs this a bit of romance building, and you know what? Let's make it more fun. Yeah. <sighs> Fall in love with someone else. Don't worry about it. it's not real love. Oh fuck, now I can't control you anymore. Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't finished! <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, the other two people that I did a little bit of research on were Mars and uh, Thanatos because they were both mentioned. Because obviously Thanatos is who they're going to rescue. We've got to say that in the recap. That's who they're going to rescue. Um, um, that was in the prophecy in there. Yeah. That's what the prophecy is about, guys. Yeah. And they did also forget to look up whether the burning stick thing is part of a myth. I'm pretty sure that it is, but I can't remember which one. Who's but we'll get, we can do that. Episode? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so, okay. Mars. It, it comes up multiple times, yeah. guys. What? Because it's Frank's life force. Yeah. So <laughs> Mars is uh, the second most important god in Roman mythology. Jupiter's the first, obviously, because fucking he has to stick his dick in everything. <sighs> I was gonna say nose. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, you've got a dick nose. <laughs> Fuck nose. Yeah. So he is the Mars is the god of rage, passion, destruction, and war, which obviously made him very popular. So in we Rome. will together do a cathartic war scream. One, two, no, we three. Ah! <laughs> I was very afraid that was gonna be much louder. Oh sorry, I can't go that. No, no, please don't, because it will just cut you out. I was gonna say it's also a bit late at night. It's quarter past five. <laughs> <laughs> It's just because the sun's gone down. It's getting dark! <laughs> Wanna go to bed? <laughs> yeah, so obviously he was uh, very, very, very popular in Rome. Uh, and he was the protector of Rome because they were just a nation who was very proud of war. And he also was the parent of their founding fathers, basically. Of course he was. Yeah, of course he was. <laughs> yeah, so the early Romans were We talk him. about him sticking, people sticking their dick and everything. <laughs> Mars was like, take that, take that, take that. You can't see the action that goes with that guy, but they can. So that was for her entertainment. <laughs> I feel taken advantage of. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, yeah, the Romans, early Romans revered Mars as a great raging god. Uh, fury, <laughs> fury inspired the savagery of warfare and produced the stunning accomplishments of the Roman arms. So, yeah. Basically, Mars himself is based on uh, Ares, largely. <laughs> obviously, who was the Greek god of war. Uh, and shared much of, like, the same mythology of, like, you know, the whole being with Venus thing the um getting trapped in the net thing by vulcan like all of that kind of stuff all is the same uh but there are some other things that are a little bit different so while Ares was a source of like destructive conflicts that tear apart communities mars was seen as a someone whose conflicts brought lasting peace which is a little bit different yeah he's like we're gonna have a war but we're gonna be happy about it <laughs> afterwards you know anyway so yes he controlled uh war and the passions that fueled it he was represented both as a fully mature man uh with a beard and curly hair and also as a young man with smooth cheeks no beard no beard because those are the necessary things <laughs> to remember well the other necessary thing is he was often shown in the nude all right. He was often shown in the nude uh, as a sign of the raw, unadorned forces that he was thought to inspire. See, but who did he look like? Hugh Jackman or Chris Hemsworth? Well, he was just raw dogging war. That was all he was doing. It's just fully like... <laughs> Rock out with your cock out. That's really what it was. <laughs> Literally. Um, but when he was clothed, he wore a military cloak, a plumed helm, and a, uh, a cuirass. Which, which I think was rarely, only on Tuesday. Yes, and he often <laughs> held the head of Medusa. Not just the Medusa on the shield, but at the actual head of Medusa. Fuck, that's not his job. Yeah, to, Fuck you. Why do you get to evil. do that? And then he had a spear, which would be wrapped in a, a laurel to symbolize peace. Because obviously a spear means peace. <laughs> 
literally, it's wrapped in a laurel. <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, basically, then his family history is he was the son of Jupiter and Juno, uh, and his siblings were Bologna, the goddess of war, Vulcan, the god of metalworking and the forge, and Juventus, who was a goddess of youth. Then he had many other, like, half-siblings, obviously, because... Um, Jupiter can't keep it in his pants. But then there is he's sticking his dick in everything. Yeah. Which include like Mercury, Proserpina, who's Persephone, uh, Pluto, Minerva, you know. Oh no, not Pluto, sorry, just Minerva. Um, who's Athena. Yes. I was like, Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think that's who's Pluto again? I was just the whole other. Uh, like, yeah, but then he's sticking his dick in his No. Um, then there is another another myth that Mars was actually just a son of Juno, not Jupiter, because after Jupiter gave birth to Minerva on his own, you know, uh-huh. out of his out of his brain, because he ate the the pregnant Titan Metis, uh, and then Metis, and then <laughs> <laughs> or Metis, I don't know how to say a name. <laughs> no, but he, he ate Metis. <laughs> it's just called Mies. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ate meat and then Minerva was born. I ate meat. <laughs> no, no, it's just called meat. It's a steak chicken. Hmm. It was Titan. Yeah. Uh, and then Minerva, obviously, was born fully grown. Titan meat. So then, uh, after that, Juno got jealous that uh, Jupiter could do that. So what she did was she travelled to the realm of Flora, who was the goddess of flowers, spring, and fertility. And there, uh, Juno laid bare her grievances and asked uh, Flora for help. And so then Flora gave Juno a special flower that made uh, females pregnant without uh, men. And so then Juno tested it on a, a barren like female cow, she couldn't have babies and it worked she had a calf so she was like great worked on the cow must work on me too because <laughs> yeah. she's the goddess of cows she was like oh dude. she's the cow supreme <laughs> so then, she is a fucking yeah, cow yeah obviously convinced of the power she used it on herself uh, and then conceived Mars then you've got like your whole you know shit with uh, Venus um, but then he also like he also tried to get with uh, Minerva in his sister in uh one one case as well he began with falling in love with her uh but then she was steadfastly like you know she was she was maintaining her virginity she was not like because it's her brother yeah she was like (laughs) it's also her virginity and that's her thing and she's like she was also her brother (laughs) she was like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah but but Mars is not one to be put off by virgin's wishes. He's not one to consider consent in any what? case. What? I know. Shocking. The penis? So he pursued, he pursued her anyway, uh, but then when she rebuked his advances, he then, uh, he then went to Anna Perenna, who was the goddess of time, and he asked her to help him win the affections of Minerva, but then Anna Perenna secretly plotted to make the god of war her own husband. So... Uh, she disguised herself as Minerva and offered her hand in marriage to Mars, who eagerly was like, I accept. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. I will be your husband forever and ever and ever. Um, and then after the marriage was formalized, uh, Anna revealed herself to Mars, and then he was just extremely displeased but didn't say no. He was like, oh, fucking guess. I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, obviously, his most famous story and his most, like, uh, 
relevant story to Rome is the fact that he uh, raped Rhea Silvia to birth Romulus and Remus, who were the founders of Rome. So right. What Not happened what was Rome's built on. I know. So what happened was after Aeneas and his refugees arrived uh, in Italy and established a community that became known as the Kingdom of Alba Longa, uh, one of the kings was Numitor, who was just a wise monarch. Um, anyway, his reign was cut short when he was overthrown by his brother, uh, and then hoping to sever the royal line of Numitor, uh, his brother forced Rhea Silvia, who was uh, Numitor's daughter, to become a vestal virgin, which just meant that she was basically like a priestess virgin, a virgin, so that literally nobody could get in there. Yeah, um, yeah, and that was his. That was the brother's way of like stopping that throw of flow. I mean, of the royal line, just like stopping that entirely and being Whatever. like, it's going to be my line from now on. Um, yeah. So then, Mars decided just to visit Rhea Sylvia as she was sleeping uh, and raped her. And then right. while she was, yeah, while she was asleep. So then while she was asleep, she dreamed uh, that she had planted seeds that grew into two trees. Uh, and then with time, those trees grew large enough to cover the entire world. Uh, and then when she woke up, she discovered she was pregnant with twins uh, who would then come to be known as Ramus and Romulus. And then fearing that the twins might challenge uh, the brother's claim to the throne, uh, the brother ordered that they be executed imu- immediately. But when the executioner came to take out the kids uh take out the twins he took pity on them instead and sent them down the river in a basket down the tiber uh and so then eventually the twins came to rest at a spot that would become rome uh and they were nursed back to health by Luper. this is giving story of moses yeah yeah but so they were they were nursed back to health by uh Luper, and that's how she comes into play and that's all that i have about mars but i do have some stuff about thanatos thanatos however you want to say his name Hmm, Thanatos, Thanatos. It's too close to just Thanos, and I'm a Marvel fan, so I don't like any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Thanatos uh, is the god or personified spirit of non-violent death. He is Hypnos' twin. Uh, His touch was gentle, uh, very much like Hypnos. (laughs) So violent, he's the god of non-violent death because the, the violent deaths were kind of the domain of his blood crazy sisters who are the uh the carries <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so thanatos is a son of nyx who is obviously the goddess of night and he's the brother of hypnos who is the goddess god of sleep and he appeared to humans to carry them off to the underworld when the time uh allotted to them by the fates had expired so he was usually depicted as a winged bearded older man uh but sometimes he was depicted as a beardless youth uh, and he was usually holding a torch upside down to symbolize uh, a life being extinguished. And he also usually held a wreath of poppies. And Hypnos also uh, is very well known for poppies as well because they lull you to sleep, basically. They take you out. Um, and then he was also seen with a butterfly holding or like holding a butterfly or near a butterfly, that kind of thing. He had a it, butterfly tattoo on yeah, his Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the butterfly <laughs> is meant to symbolize the soul of the dead. Um, and then he was usually depicted with a sword uh, sheathed to his belt as well. He was not depicted, however, as a cloaked being holding a scythe. He is not the Grim Reaper. He is just Thanatos. He's just trying to do his job. Yeah. So, anyways, he was regarded as merciless and indiscriminate. Um, he basically was like, your time's up, your time's up, I don't care who you are. 
like, that's the, the deal, and that's my job, so we're carrying it. And out. he's like, and you're going to come gently, because yeah. if you don't, I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, so so you can come gently. Because of it, he was hated by mortals and gods alike, because he was taking gods as well. Like, it's your time. I don't care. Your thread's been cut, okay? Man. Yeah. He was like, don't, it's, I'm just the messenger. He's like, the fate's cut you. Yeah. But there <laughs> were actually um, a, a, quite a few instances where he was thwarted in his plans or in his in his task. Uh, so one of the times was against Sisyphus. So when it came time for uh, Sisyphus to die, Zeus ordered Thanatos to chain uh, Sisyphus up, Sisyphus? <laughs> Sisyphus up in Sisyphus? Uh, Tartarus. Sisyphus is the one who has to push the boulder up the hill forever. Right. Okay. So Sisyphus uh, cheated death by tricking Thanatos into his own shackles, uh, thereby preventing the demise of any mortal that Thanatos was then supposed to go and get because he was chained up. Uh, and eventually Ares uh, grew frustrated with all of his battles because no one was dying. <laughs> or he was actually not no, not that no one was dying, but just that there were still dead bodies and dead souls around for no one, that no one was taking them. There was no conclusion. Yeah. And so there was no like full casualties. There were only like half dead. He's only nearly dead. He's only nearly. Yeah. So then he, Ares went and released uh, Thanatos and handed uh, Sisyphus over to Thanatos and then Sisyphus evaded him again a second time because he convinced Persephone to allow him to return to his wife saying that uh, she never gave him a proper funeral never gave Sisyphus a proper funeral so then he got to go back to the mortal world um, yeah with his wife and then then Thanatos went up to the mortal world oh no not uh, Thanatos Hermes then found Sisyphus and literally like dragged him back to the underworld and was like, no, um, I'm going to now sentence you to an eternity of frustration and you will roll this boulder up to the top of the hill that it will roll back down every time sucked in. <laughs> and then uh, the other time that Thanatos got like oost was that uh, there was this girl called Alcetus, Al- Alcestis, I think. And she was, uh, the fairest among the daughters of King Peleus and many suitors came to try and uh, woo her uh, when she became of age to marry. And so it was declared by the king that she would marry the first man to yoke a lion and a boar or a bear in some cases to a chariot. Uh, And then King, I know. (laughs) What? What are you laughing at? Just imagining him punching a lion, and I'd be like, "Ow! How did you do that?" <laughs> so then, uh, another king was able to do this uh, because he helped Apollo, who had been banished from Olympus at that time uh, for one year, to serve as a shepherd. Um, and so, when he got married to Alce- Alcestis in the sacrifice uh, after the wedding, he forgot to make. What did it- <laughs> forgot to make an offering to Artemis uh and so then when he opened the marriage chamber later he found his bed full of snakes and so he interpreted that as a sign of an early death (laughs) and so then Apollo helped him again uh by making the fates drunk and uh making the fates promise that if anyone uh would want to die instead of Admetus like in his place that they would allow it so then when the day of his death came and um no one volunteered uh, not even his parents, Alcestis came forward to die in the place of her husband. Um, and then as a token of his appreciation for Admetus's hospitality, because at the time Hercules was staying with him, he went down into the underworld, beat up Thanatos. 
and then took her back to the model world. That is just like, <laughs> yeah, and that's all I have about Thanatos. He's just getting the short end of the stick for doing his job. Yeah. Poor guy. And Hades is like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Look how many times you get beat up by Hercules, no less. I'm not doing that job. That's that shit. Well, I just love that Hades would be like, I'm very busy. Oh, no, no. That is intern yeah. work. That is grunt work. No. <laughs> can't. Be like, excuse me, I'm the CEO. I ain't doing that. I shit. manage the souls of the dead. I don't collect them. You'd <laughs> be like, God, it's beneath me. Yeah. You can't punch my own by a civilian. Ha uh-uh. <laughs> ha! They can't reach me, I'm up to <laughs> Yeah, and that's pretty much all that I have about this episode. That's all that I've got. I just fucking love it. Civilian nonetheless. Oh, I did have one other thing because it was just like more of like a, a general, like rhetorical wondering kind of thing. They're talking in the beginning of the section when um, they're talking about kids who don't make it in Camp Jupiter, that they, if they can defect if they don't want to, like, follow... Because Percy's talking about, what if I don't want to follow the Roman ways? Like, yeah. what if that's a thing? Like, what if I don't want to be part of the team? Because the team is full of <laughs> The team sucks right now. The team's full of bitches. Yeah, Percy's only used to winning. <laughs> and it is led by... A He's like, what if I can't whip these guys into shape in time? What if I can't turn it around? If you're all losers and determined to stay losers, <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> And so they talk about, yeah, they talk about um, people leaving Camp Jupiter to go and find the old ways and to, you know, go after the the Greek stuff and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And it just made me like a little bit sad because obviously none of those kids succeeded at that. Otherwise, when they got to Camp Half-Blood, they would have told them about Camp Jupiter. And so it just means that like either they got there and their memory got wiped or they never got there. I'm probably going with they never got there. Sad face. Because they got across a whole country and they don't have $100. No. <laughs> How are they going to get there? <laughs> we thought their allowance. God. <laughs> and that was my lead up to my episodely tradition of shitting on God. <laughs> what love it. I love it so much. Oh, How are they going to get across the country? without having to be really kind of buy buy free train tickets with that oh god yeah that's pretty much all of the rest of what I had to say fucking Clyron I do have um I hate that man so much (laughs) I do do have I did want to tell everybody what our other um episode titles could have been for this episode they're not as good as the one that we picked, obviously, because oh, we got the best, the best one. one. But I did, I did want to say what the other ones were. So the other ones, the other options that we had were the whole camp now fears Demon Percy, as they should. As they fucking um, should. One was Octavian needs to be stabbed because he does, and then the last one was just Mars gets humbled, <laughs> which would have been my runner-up for sure. For sure, for sure. Well, what I really love is that Mars showed up at the camp expecting everybody to praise him, and then all of a sudden they have questions to things that he's saying, and he's like, yeah. I didn't put this in the script! Because <laughs> all the Romans are like, prove that you're Mars. And he's like, I'm fucking ten feet tall right now, what else do you want? <laughs> he's like, I'm ten feet tall. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's like, I'm ten feet tall, and I just told you, shut the fuck up! I came to you in an explosion! What else do you need? The other thing that I forgot well, like, to say. Never met you, so. The other thing that I forgot to say was so funny to me that I actually have to put my book down to stop and laugh at because it was funny. Was when 
after Mars claims Frank and he's like, but you need a weapon. And so he takes this like massive missile launcher gun thing that he's holding when he's 10 feet or whatever, however like <laughs> yeah. giant tall he is. And he throws it at Frank. <laughs> and Frank is like, for a second, I thought I was going to be crushed. <laughs> image of him being like in one frame yeah i'm here in another frame oh there's the top of the gun coming into the frame and then the third frame just gone yeah <laughs> frank is gone but then frank catches it and it's a new weapon but i just like had to laugh because I, I was like imagine if you got squashed <laughs> imagine <laughs> this is how i die <laughs> so because he's frank he wouldn't die no. <laughs> well i just love that he goes to catch it and he his brain is fully like well here i go <laughs> Mars showed up. I would also be questioning him because I'd be like, "Yeah, one gods never come here. Why? Who the fuck are you?" I'd be like, "This is theatrics. The colors don't come here." <laughs> and then second of all, they all talk about how the only weapons they like to use are swords and spears. Yeah, and so they'd be like, "Well, you're holding a gun. Who the fuck are you? You're not a god." And they use cannonballs as well. Sorry, cannon launchers. Well, he's not holding a cannon launcher, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining the potato gun that they made in Aliens in the Attic. <laughs> well, I just, I just find it really funny because they're like these. They're, they're questioning who he is, and because he's not dressed like the old statues from thousands of years ago. I mean, because he's not naked. <laughs> yeah, they're like, pull your cock out. <laughs> we gotta make sure it's you. We gotta measure it. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> No, because especially because all it's not two all inches. Literally, <laughs> all of these statues from then were like, "Where is your penis? <laughs> it's gone. Where's your acorn cock? Bring it out." Because <laughs> it sounds like you said aching. <laughs> no acorn. <laughs> Where's your? Oh god. Okay. Where's your titty? I think we need to. Where's your titty? Where's your titty? Where's little Mars? Oh my tiny titty weeny. Where's little Mars? We need to talk to him. <laughs> we must confront him. <laughs> no, but if he's tall enough, that'll be like head height. It's too much. There's big Mars. There's little Mars. <laughs> little Mars was away. And then we all went, bring him out. So I'm going to come in. I'm cutting this. I'm cutting it all out. Aww. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> oh my so god. It was funny. <laughs> Leave a little bit in. Get it? So, inappropriate. <laughs> so inappropriate. Okay, if you guys want to send us an email like Anita, thank you, Anita, uh, then you can find us at jamesnackbarpod.com. And if you want to find us on the Instagrams or the Twitters, then we are at jamesnackbarpod. And if you find, want to find us on the Instagram, on the Instagrams, on the TikToks, then we are katie.jamesnackbarpod. Joe, where is the rest of our shit? Guys, <laughs> all our shit is lip blow. <laughs> Next week, Fuck's we're reading... Sake. Oh, crap. I don't know what chapters we're reading next week. Let me just wow. check. We're reading chapters 13 to... Something. <laughs> 13 to... 16. Yeah. Chapters 13 to 16 next week. Slay. And then... Come back then. We start off in... Oh, Percy. Percy's, Percy's perspective, guys. He's back. <laughs> it was like, they're in... 
English. <laughs> they in New They in New. They're in California. <laughs> yeah. Thirty to sixteen next week. Percy's point of view. Son of Neptune. Get around it. We'll see you then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bam. 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 Bam.